Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the great state of Nebraska. This is the podcast to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Yes, I am recording this episode in Nebraska. I'm actually going to be recording several episodes up here, and they'll be released over the next several weeks. I'm teaching classes at a bunch of different high schools up here. Hershey High School, Bridgeport, Alma, and Broken Bow High Schools here in Nebraska. So it's good to be up here. It's kind of nuts, though. I mean, they've had some crazy weather, and then the highway gets shut down, and so you got to take an alternate route. But then they have barricades on all the uh, every town you go to on the alternate route. So anyway, getting here was interesting, but I'm glad to be here and on with you. I have not done an episode over scholarship essays. And today I'm going to give you just a few general tips on how to write scholarship essays. It's interesting because I've had two questions this week about uh, asking how to write these essays or what to put in the essays. And I've even had students who have given me essays to look at and then asked my opinions. So I want to start this episode by telling you about my daughter, Casey. So she's a sophomore in college at Rose State in Midwest City, Oklahoma, and she's trying to transfer as a nursing student to University of Central Oklahoma, as I've shared many times. Well, the interesting thing is she is applying for these continuing education scholarships, whether that's at UCO or through other organizations. Well, Casey works as a car hop at Sonic, and she loves it. And Sonic gives a scholarship for its employees, and they have to submit an application and submit an essay. So this past week, we had uh, some interesting discussions about Casey's essay. What I liked about our discussion is, is that she wrote her essay, and then she brought it to me and asked me what I thought. So the question was, state why you believe working at Sonic has helped you prepare for the future and why you should be chosen as a scholarship recipient. When Casey submitted her her essay to me or showed it to me, let's say it that way, it was a very general essay about working at Sonic, built discipline, and it was kind of if you if you thought like what are the general things that you might gain from a part-time job while you're in college you know what what would that list be like and that's kind of what her essay was and so after she read it to me showed it to me read it and we talked about it for a minute I said Casey you know in when I teach about scholarships I teach do something different than your peers And I said, tell me what about this essay is different than what they would read on everyone else's essay. Tell me what about this essay is special or would stand out. And after she looked over it, she said, yeah, there's not really anything. This is probably what most people wrote. And I said, exactly. And so let me tell you the approach I took with Casey when I was helping her with this essay. I said, Casey, what do you love most about Sonic? And she immediately says, the people. And I said, yeah. 
I said, when you come home from Sonic, what kind of stories do you tell me? What, what impacts you? What are the stories you tell me? And she said, I tell you about the customers. I tell you about those customers that come all the time. I tell you about the people that I just love so much that I get to see that I've learned so much about their lives. I tell you about my best friend who I work with and her life. And I said, exactly. That's you. That's different. That's what is special to you about Sonic. And I said, I said, uh, that's what I want you to write about. I want you to write about what makes it special to you. How has it impacted you? How has it helped you prepare for the future? And I love what Casey wrote. And I, I asked her if I could share just a little bit of it because uh, I think some things that she wrote here are pretty powerful. And she started with this. She said, working at Sonic has changed my life. Sonic is more than a name on a billboard. It's more than a famous slush. It's more than it's tasty ice. Sonic is about family and it's about relationships. She, what, a, what a great opening. Because, you know, as Casey and I talked, you can get a Diet Coke about anywhere. But she has a customer that comes there every weekday morning and gets her large Diet Coke. I mean, you can get Diet Coke anywhere. Why does, she, why does that customer come there? That customer comes there because it's about family. It's about relationships. And when you write on that personal level, the reader can connect to it. It means something. When you talk in general terms, readers have a hard time connecting to it. And I just love it because all through Casey's essay that she wrote, she names customers by names. And she talks about how much she looks forward to seeing these specific people that come to Sonic and how much they mean to her. And she even tells a story in here of how she went to church a couple Sundays ago to one of her customers' churches just because she wanted to see her. She wanted to, you know, build that relationship. That's how much her customers mean to her. And I think when you try to take this approach with your scholarship essays— it reveals a lot about you. And so I'm going to take some principles here that I uh, have established using Casey as my example. And I'm going to try to give you uh, some things that you want to think about when you write your essays. Number one, don't be general. As I said with Casey's, your essays can't just be something general. The readers need something different. They need specifics. They need to connect with you. So be careful with essay writing that is very general. Number two, don't say what they think. Don't say what you think they want you to say. This is a big problem. Sometimes people write essays and they're just determined to write exactly what they think you want to hear. And that's not good. Yes, you want to take into consideration what the reader might be considering or thinking, but you want to definitely be careful that you're not just writing what you think they want you to say. I think what happens is sometimes, you know, we think about college and we think, well, I have this professor who is liberal, he's a leftist, whatever you want to say. And you're like, oh, I better be careful if I give my conservative viewpoint on this because he might dock me on my college grade. Hey, listen, I get that, okay? I'm not saying in college you shouldn't be careful how you write your essays. But 
I want you on this scholarship essay to not so much worry about what the grader wants you to say as much as what you are about. And look, most scholarship essays aren't going to get political. And so I would avoid the politics as much as possible uh, on these scholarship essays. Just try to tell about you. And I wouldn't get caught up in all the politics of it. That's such a, our, our, our culture now is so crazy. It's just split, man. It's a, it's a dichotomy out there. You're either one way or the other. And, and uh, so just, I would try to avoid the politics, but I think in general though, don't say what you think they want you to say. Number three, make sure it's grammatically and punctuated correctly. Look, you want it grammatically correct, punctuated correctly. So that means you're going to have to have somebody help you. Uh, somebody's going to have to look at it. You're going to have to have somebody with some knowledge of this stuff that's going to review it. I think it's important you read your essay out loud. Uh, when you read it out loud, sometimes what you wrote, you'll read it out loud. And you're like, oh, wait, that, that doesn't really flow or that doesn't make sense. I would read it out loud. You might have someone read it to you and then you'd be like, oh, wait, no, 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 that, that's not what I meant there. And you'll realize, oh, I left a comma out there. So the meaning changed or something. But definitely have it checked by someone who kind of knows that kind of stuff. All right. Don't don't just have your friend check that and then be like, oh, OK, I need to use me there instead of I. And you're like, no, 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 no. Really, that should have been I or that should have been whatever. So make sure you have someone who is knowledgeable in that area. Review it. Number four, don't make it sound so formal. It looks like it is written by your English teacher. So this is one, especially parents, have to be careful of. Look, I'm just going to be as honest as I can. Casey's final essay, I wanted to change it. There were things she wrote and ways she wrote it that I would have done it differently. There's certain sentence structures that I would have changed. Certain phrases I would have used differently. I did not change it. I read it fantastic. Now, if it was a, a, a gross error or a bad mistake, yeah, I would have changed. I would have helped her. But I want it to sound like it comes from her because guess what? It does come from her. And if your essay is so scrubbed, so polished, so formal, committees can see through that. And again, you want this to be something that is not what you think they want you to say, not something that's so just refined and polished that it looks fake. You want it to be from you. So be careful that you don't make it so formal. It looks like it's written by your English teacher. I guess an example of that might be, um, it was the, uh, per or sh she was the person I went to the store with something like that. Um, you, you know, a formal way to say that is she was the person with which I went to the store, you know, if, and I'm not saying you have to go with, with which I went to the store. I mean, just recognize that sounds really formal. Nobody talks that way. And so you want to find a balance in that and not get overly formal in your essays. Next point. Number five, embrace struggle. When you study writing, if you're going to write a novel or you're going to write memoir, you're going to write whatever, one of the key factors is you take the main character and you immediately plunge him or her into deep trouble. 
And then everything he tries to do to dig himself out actually digs him farther into the struggle until finally he breaks free and overcomes the great challenge. Now, you don't have to follow that exact path on an essay, but I think one of the great things is that you're willing to share struggles in your scholarship essays. When you're talking about your story or you're talking about what you did, don't be afraid to share struggles. Embrace struggles. Readers connect with that. Readers like to root for you. They love to root for the underdog. And so be willing to embrace struggle when you're writing essays about your life, about what you've done. Embrace the struggle. And that leads me directly to number six. Tell a story. Be personable. We love great storytellers. I think you know of someone right now, you can think of someone right now that you love to talk to because she's always got a great story to tell or he's always got some great anecdote, some, some great story of something that happened and you just love being around people like that. I love being around storytellers. And so in your essays, if you can tell a story that's a great thing. Now, your whole essay can't be the story necessarily. I mean, usually anyway. So try to figure out ways that you can embed short stories into your essay to like emphasize your points. Casey does that um, by telling stories about her best friend that uh, works at Sonic with her. And then she also tells a story, as I said earlier, about one of the customers and she went to church so she could see one of her customers and support her. So telling a story and being personable about it is a really good technique. Now, finally, the last one I'm going to give you is loop your thoughts back to the beginning. So one thing I like to do when I write scholarship essays is I like to introduce a concept or a theme or an idea for the answer. Then I like to kind of flesh that out a little bit, then tell some stories, some anecdotes to kind of emphasize that, bring that about. And then at the end, I like to loop that back to that beginning theme or that beginning thought. And I like to even use the exact same phrase sometimes. And when you do that, it kind of introduces it, kind of builds it up, tells the stories, comes to the conclusion, and then bam, brings you right back to that beginning thought. And it gives that greater closure on that. It gives that greater like, Yes, I get it. And so that's a great technique that you can use when writing scholarship essays. Now, every essay is different. I don't think you can just say, all right, did I accomplish these seven things to make my essay effective? But I think some of these will apply. Many of these will apply in everyone. And I think you need to write a bunch of essays. A great thing to do is start writing short stories. I, I wish that more people did what a lot of our founding fathers did, a lot of the past, you know, people from 200 years ago. They, they kept journals all the time. They wrote stories about their lives. They wrote short stories. They, they told stories. They wrote about their, their life and the things that happened. And I, I think more of us should be doing that. We should be journaling some. We should be writing the stories of our lives and not necessarily memoirs to be published or whatever. But I think it would be important if we did that, especially in school. The more you write, the more you learn to capture your thoughts, the better you're going to be. And certainly for English teachers, I hope we do a lot of that. And English teachers that may be listening to this, a great thing to do is find a scholarship 
and then that requires an essay, and then assign that in class and work with the students on being effective writers. Uh, one thing you can do is go back and listen to the episode I did with Thomas Umstead Jr. on how to be an effective writer. It's a great episode to listen to. Um, it's back at the very beginning. You're going to go to around podcast episode 10 or 11 right in there, and you'll find how to be an effective writer with Thomas Umstead Jr. It's a good episode to listen to, and you'll get some ideas on things like show, don't tell. Uh, one of the common things themes of effective writers. And so you'll, you'll hear some of that in that episode. Well, all right. I hope that's a good one for you to give you some ideas. And I hope you write a bunch of essays for your scholarships and for your applications. And hopefully uh, you'll be winning some money as a result. You can find all my classes on chadcargill.com and get that prep book and study, man. It's, it's a big book, but hey, you got the summer now coming up. And right here toward the end of the school year, a lot of you juniors are even taking the ACT as your standardized test for your state scores. So uh, definitely do some study and make sure you know those key concepts before you walk into that next national ACT test. And remember, the resource I have for that is at testday.chadcargill.com. A little window will appear. Tell It'll say, tell me where to send it. Put your email there, hit submit, and you will receive the free PDF. It's a bulletized list of the things you must know for your ACT. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's episode. I appreciate all of you listening, and I hope you join again next week. I will talk to you again soon.